be really honest with yourself of like do i really even want to be there yeah sometimes it's like you really don't want to but you need to go out and go clubbing a hundred times and like hate yourself for it every morning after to be like okay this is actually something i don't want to do Hello and welcome to Voice Hugs, a podcast on becoming your best self and embracing all seasons of life with open arms. This is your host, Vivian and Rowena. Hi, Voice Hugs. Hello. So right before this call, Rowena and I checked our screen time on our iPhones for last week. And we were both a little bit shooketh slash ashamed. I'm concerned. At how much time... <laughs> I'm like actually very concerned. <laughs> okay, you can go first. Last week, screen time average. Okay, it was kind of funny because um, today is Sunday. And so when I first looked at the weekly average, it was like one hour and 36 minutes. And I was like, wow, Proud of Vivian, uh, pat on the back. And then I realized that it's the start of the week. So then I went back and my last week's average was five hours and 36 minutes on average. Wow. <laughs> Mine's six hours and 15 minutes. And the craziest (laughs) part, wait, wait, wait. The craziest part is if you scroll down, you see the most used apps. And I spent nine hours on Instagram. The week before that, I I spent 12, 12 and a half hours. And the week before that, I kid you not, I spent like 15 hours. 15 hours and 39 minutes. Oh my God. This is actually like, I don't know why I've never checked this before, but this is really shocking and I don't like it. I feel attacked by myself. (laughs) This is not okay. This is not okay. Yeah, my last week I spent 10 hours and 53 minutes on Instagram. But it's also kind of funny because I spent three hours on my dog camera. That means I spent three hours last week watching charlie walk around in my living room while i was at work that's so cute but anyways why did we check our screen time might you ask well let me tell you (laughs) tell us babe it is because (laughs) because everyone asked um well this week we are going to talk about fomo and what's interesting about fomo is i didn't really When I first thought about the topic of FOMO, I didn't really think that it had anything to do with social media. Like, that's not the first thing I think of. FOMO, Instagram, FOMO, TikTok, etc. But then as I sat down and thought about it a little bit more, I realized I tend to get FOMO or feel excluded or feel like I'm not a part of something when I see that other people are doing things that I'm not doing and when do we see other people doing things that we're not doing when we spend 11 hours on Instagram (laughs) Uh, this is bad yeah and Viv was doing some research before this too she sent over an article and it was talking about like where does FOMO come from where did it when did it start and I think the term was officially coined when Facebook first came around when people started posting status updates when remember when we would share photos Mm. from literally everything 
from parties to、mm-hmm. vacations. Like every single photo had to go up on Facebook. So I think that was when it first happened. And of course, now social media apps have grown beyond just Facebook. There's Instagram, Twitter, Snapchat, TikTok. It's everywhere. Okay, and then also I want to read a part of this article. So this, the article that I sent over to Rowena is from Forbes Health. It's called "The Psychology Behind the Fear of Missing Out," and we'll link it in the description. But there's this part where it says symptoms of FOMO: obsessively checking social media to see what others are doing. Guilty, experiencing negative feelings when comparing one's life to what others seem to be doing on social media. Guilty, feeling mentally exhausted from social media. Guilty. <laughs> oh goodness. Lord save me. <laughs> so I feel like the reason why we want to talk about FOMO is I think it's something that we all go through, and it's something that almost no one is immune to. Unless you're just super on top of your digital detox, and you're just super offline, or you're living off the grid, there will always be people promoting themselves, or just not even promoting, just sharing their lives that you will see on any of these platforms, or you'll be emailed that this person got an award, or this other person wrote a book. Right? Like, no matter what field you're in, there are people. You will compare yourselves to. It's interesting and it's worth talking about on its own. And I think there's this comparison bit. And then for Viv, I think there's this like fear of missing out, but like a subcategory of fear of being left behind、mm-hmm. that we just、mm-hmm. want to explore. So what I thought was interesting about FOMO when like I was reading articles about it and stuff is that. We all know that as people and as humans, we need this sense of belonging, right? So, like, it's like when you go to school and you are eating lunch. It, it's one of the most stressful things when you're in like middle school or、Where、elementary school.、Right? It's like, who am I gonna? Yeah, who am I gonna sit with at lunch? You just want to be a part of a club, a group, a community, no matter what. I I think it like. That's just what it is. Like even in a family, right? Like you want to belong in your family, and so because we see so much happening on social media, which is not normal, and that is also not what the reality of like life is. If you really think about your human connections, you don't talk to like a hundred people a day and hear about the vacations that they're going on or like the dinners that they're eating. Realistically, you spend probably most of your time by yourself, and then like with your close. Few others, right? And so when you actually have these conversations with them, you do feel connected. But I think we forget that when we log onto these social media apps, we're like bombarded with seeing situations that we are not a part of, and there has to be some like chemical reaction <laughs> in our brain that is telling us that like we are not a part of this, right?、Mm-hmm. It's like oh, there's a party and I didn't get invited, or like oh, should I be having a party for a holiday like this, or things like that? How come all the girls are at dinner, and how come I wasn't invited?、Mm, who has felt that before? I think all of us. <laughs> yeah, I think especially because human connection is so ingrained in society, from the moment we're born to like our like starting as you said from family to when we start going to elementary school, even before that, like preschool, elementary school, middle school, high school, college, even now to this day, it's never gonna leave us. 
unless you mm-hmm. you unless you banish the world and seclude yourself in a mountain somewhere it's never going to leave so i guess if it's never going to leave how does one learn to see it for what it is and learn how to navigate these feelings when they come up I mean, I guess you can get off social media if you really, like really want to, but it is to have that balanced relationship with your phone and to be like aware. How do you not get lost in the scrolling? The 11 hours of scrolling of it all. <laughs> okay, you know, for you it's a little bit different. This has to do with your job. Like you you have to be on social media for a bit of it. For me, 10 hours. <laughs> oh lord but as you're saying it's to like no like it's to be conscious right of of what you're doing how it's making you feel and to remind yourself like what is reality and what is not reality how do you how do you shift your focus and shift your attention to something that will make you feel like you belong or does make you feel connected with other people And I think, I don't remember if we talked about it in our social media podcast, but just remembering that these apps are literally designed to keep you addicted and to keep you to come back, right? Whether it's the notifications, whether, you know, they're tapping into this human desire and need to feel a sense of belonging. And maybe by watching someone's life, you do get a glimpse of that. But I think for the most part, the negative probably outweighs the positive of the sense of belonging because I don't think... Like, how many of you guys, after scrolling for three hours, you're just like, ah, I feel so refreshed. I feel so supported. And I'm just ready to take on the day. I don't think anyone feels that way. I think after three hours of scrolling, I'm like, my brain has melted. I feel terrible. And like, why did I just compare myself to all of these people who I don't know online and who I'm never going to see and or meet in real life and whose lives I know nothing about? Because I think the tricky part is we all know that For most of us, right? Like the rational side knows that social media is just one second out of someone's 24-hour day, right? That is how many many seconds (laughs) in a day? Okay, there's 86,400 seconds, okay? So one second of that big number, the rational side knows, but the emotional side is like, but why is everyone going on vacation? And why am I not in Japan? And I must try this cheese butter from Paris with, with like, with flakes of salt in there that like just looks so good. So I think yeah, to like echo what you just said, know that it is a thing, and just mm-hmm. to be aware of it, and to know that there's a literal built-in app in your iPhone, and I'm sure on Androids too, if you swipe from your home screen, just swipe left, no, swipe right, you will see how much time you spend on your phone. Mm-hmm. It's scary. It's going to scare you. It's, it's very scary. <laughs> it is actually very scary. Like, looking at this, I like I need to put myself in a box, and I need to, like, an intervention needs to happen to spend an <laughs> to spend 10 hours viv 10 hours those 10 hours can be spent doing like filming a video writing the freaking tiktok outline that i've been dying to write you can do so much you can run a marathon in 10 hours (laughs) oh my god (laughs) yes you're right you're right 
Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify. The global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. Okay, so you are sitting on your couch in your bed. Yeah. You're scrolling. It's two hours in. You're not feeling the best like the rest of us. What do you do to remind because it's exactly like you said, right? Like we all know this is not reality, but why do we do that to ourselves? And how do we remind ourselves not to fall into this trap of comparison and then feeling left behind, excluded, not enough, not a part of something? Mm -hmm. I think to start with at least something more tangible like your immediate group of friends let's say you know everyone's out and you didn't get an invite and you know you're starting to feel bad because you see that like your friends have posted on social media the question that i would ask myself that has honestly made all the difference and it's like a muscle that you need to work over time and then you'll just accept it eventually is that really ask yourself do i really want to be there Let's say there's like a Super Bowl party or like, I don't know, everyone's having a picnic or people are going out clubbing. Really ask yourself that question. From the depths of your core, if you're being honest with yourself, if you're honoring yourself and your needs, do you really want to be there? And I think for the most part, at least for me, is no, I don't. (laughs) I don't want to be there. Like, Mm -hmm. I'm fine not being there. I'm actually glad they didn't invite me or else it would have been like another situation I would have had to navigate so I think like thinking from that perspective can help especially I think if we're a bit older and when we feel FOMO it's like oh like everyone's going to Coachella and I'm not going FOMO instead of being like FOMO it's like but do I really want to go and like if like are there really artists I want to see that's like one path Mm -hmm. and I think if you ask yourself that question if you're like yes I do want to be there then the question I would ask myself following that is are there ways that I can be more proactive to check in on my friends to ask about their plans and when you do that a lot of times you realize your friends just forget or they assume another friend will tell you and because there's a lot of assumption going on, not ill will, right? Like it's not done out of like animosity or like out of malicious intent. They just really forgot or they just assume other people are going to ask you. Then you realize, oh, I can just be more proactive. And that's actually what I started doing in high school. I realized my group of high school friends, it's like a bunch of dudes. And of course, like there's some girls too, but like it's such a big group that everyone just assumes that someone will tell the other person before when I would have been like, oh, oh my God, I'm left out again. It's kind of like victim mentality rather than just being like, hey, what are you guys doing? What are plans this weekend? 
what do we want to do? Like, do you need help planning? And I think after doing it one time and being met with such like a warm embrace of like, oh my God, I'm so sorry. Like I thought so-and-so was going to tell you. Or like, you know, after that happening over time, you just realize like, oh, like it's not me. And I think that's the thing. Mm-hmm. It's like you make it so much about yourself and you think that you're unworthy and you're not lovable. And this is why people don't invite you. But then when you try and like when you reach out with an olive branch and your friend accepts it and also gives you like a huge branch back you're like oh it's not about me they love me they just forgot yeah it's like not taking it too personally Mm -hmm. and making an effort to reach out if that is something that you want to do I think a lot of times I'm like very afraid of rejection and so even if I want to be included in something it's very hard to be like hey can you include me Mm -hmm. you know but then I think it starts there I think for me if I don't feel comfortable reaching out and being like hey like what are your plans this weekend I'll just find a way for myself to do that thing that Mm -hmm. I want to do Mm -hmm. whether it's like finding other friends that are willing to do it with me or just finding a way to like make sure that I get to experience what I want to experience for me and I think on a on a more spiritual level it's just realizing that everything is empty (laughs) (laughs) wait what (laughs) explain No, I just I was reading this morning and I was just reminded of I think it's just like coming back to center of like it's easy to be reactive and see things and react to it. And it's hard Mm -hmm. to be like proactive and it's like playing office versus playing defense when you're scrolling endlessly and like having to react to these things. You're playing offense and I think it's more reactive. And when you are more aware of what's important to you and you try to live your life from this perspective, I think it's like playing Sorry, the former is playing defense when you're reactive. When you're being proactive, mm-hmm. it's playing offense. You're reminding yourself of what is important. I think whenever I read anything about like spirituality and Buddhism and, you know, this earth and this human body is not like our forever home that there's like another home you can return to like that gives me perspective and how like the human Mm. world can be full of illusions from a spiritual level and also from like an influencer level that you know what you see is not always what is real like they may be going through tough times they may have no idea what they're doing with their life but it's their job to look like they have it together and they're selling you this life that maybe they themselves feel like a fraud because they're not really living that life so maybe they're going through all this internal turmoil that like you don't really see there's these facets i recently met up with a friend who i haven't seen we like counted the years it was pre-pandemic so i had i didn't see her for i think six years and this was someone that i was really good friends with maybe like 10 years ago i mean we still follow each other on instagram we're friends and as we were catching up i was telling her about how hard last year was for me with like family stuff that came up and then I was talking to her and I was like hey like I saw that you got engaged a couple years ago so did you have your wedding how was it and she looked at me and she was like it got called off immediately I was thinking like you know the whole last year I just had such a hard time and like whenever I saw things on Instagram it felt like oh people are getting engaged people are like going on vacations people seem so happy they're you know going back into the world after the pandemic and it didn't feel that way for me and when she shared that I was like oh my gosh you have no idea what someone is going through based on what you see like them post even just a few
few weeks ago, I was talking to a friend after Valentine's Day. I was like, hey, how's your Valentine's Day? And she was like, oh, me and my partner actually got in a huge fight. She texted, social media is fake because what she had posted on social media was like whatever they did for Valentine's Day. I was just thinking like, why? Why do we do this? It's almost like we need to show our world that we are good, we're happy, we're okay. Maybe it's like a way of convincing ourselves or like trying to fit in or trying to seem like everything is okay. But the reality is these are two people who are actually like close friends with me. You know, I see their life on social media and I think, oh, they're great. And these are close friends. So imagine friends who are like not close friends. Or just random strangers on the internet you follow. (laughs) Exactly. It's like, really crazy for us to take these micro moments in someone else's life just like all together over time and just feel crappy about ourselves when that's really not their reality at all it's like nobody's reality and we think that it's everybody's reality so for you in moments when you are sitting in bed scrolling two hours in and you start feeling these feelings creep up what do you do I'm going to be honest, I don't think I, I still don't think I have a great relationship with social media. Like the fact that I just found out I was on it for 11 hours last week, I'm like shocked because it doesn't feel that way. Mm -hmm. And then you see the count and you're like, whoa, that is a lot of time. I know for a fact that I don't feel good after social media, yet I'm still on it. And I do think there's this like addicting feeling to it where I almost feel like, oh, I need to check what everyone is doing. I need to check what everyone's up to or else I feel almost like I'm missing out on like what people are doing. It feels so automatic now that I'm just so not aware of the impact and the effects until moments like this where we really step out of it and we're like, whoa, this is way too much. Like I need to, what did you say? Lock myself in a box. (laughs) I need to have an intervention. It's scary because, you know, like I was jokingly reading the symptoms earlier of obsessively checking, feeling negative feelings when comparing one's life, feeling mentally exhausted from social media. But that is like the reality of my day to day. I do think I obsessively check social media. Maybe it's just admitting that that is where I am right now and not necessarily where I want to be. But I guess like to be a little bit more positive, that is one reason why I (laughs) am not on TikTok. This is already my relationship with one app, Instagram. Like, I'm not on anything else. I can't imagine, like, being exposed to a whole new world of content that (sighs) is formatted in a different way. and To be even more addictive. Yeah, I just can't do that to myself. As much as I honestly want to, like, I do feel like there's a lot of things on TikTok that I don't get to see. And I don't understand some jokes or, like, what people are talking about sometimes. But I just know that if I open that door, it will be way too much for me and not in a healthy way if I'm already not having the best relationship with social media. (laughs) Wow, you just talked about FOMO without talking about FOMO. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, that's amazing. Like, what is everyone doing? (laughs) I need to know. (laughs) To go back to the very beginning where we were kind of breaking down FOMO and how a part of it could be feeling like you're being left out or being left behind. Can you share a bit more about where you think that comes from, from your experience? I don't know if this feeling ties to abandonment feelings. Maybe it does. Have not read or like researched anything on this, but I have a history of 
taking things personally. And that is just like how I've been. And this is something that I'm aware of. And I want to be better at like not doing that. And a lot of times when I take things personally, there's an assumption that's made, a default assumption that I'm not important or like maybe I'm not that cool. And so that's why I'm not invited or maybe I'm just not that fun. Something happens. I see something. I react to something. And that automatic reaction is it's because of me. This is why this is happening. A lot of times that leads to this thought of me being left out. Like I'm not a part of something, which apparently I guess this is very common for FOMO based on this article that we read. And so what I've learned when it comes to feeling left out is you have to go back to like your true relationships. Like you don't need to see what 100 people are doing on social media, you need that one friend that you can call up anytime and just catch up with them. I think it's important to make sure that you have real life connections. People that you actually talk to in person, on the phone, FaceTime, starting with your family if they're around, and then your friends, after that your coworkers. Like these are the relationships that you need to focus on when you start feeling like I don't have friends because is that really true? Is it really true that you're being left out or are you just blinded by like this glossy, glittery The illusion Instagram. of social media. Because I guarantee you that there are people in your life. Like if you go to work, if you go to school, there are people around you. And those are the people that like, it's more important to grow those relationships than to focus on like what everyone is doing and what you're not doing. Going back to what I was sharing about taking things personally, my reality is this is something that I feel insecure about. It's an insecurity feeling like you're left out, right? Right? Like you kind of feel like less than or maybe a loner. It's not something that you're necessarily proud of. But I think what's also helped me is like because this is my reality and because this is something that I know I'm actively working on, that was something that I started sharing with my friends and letting them know that like, you know, when I do see stuff like this posted on Instagram, it does make me feel some type of way. Do I think you're doing it on purpose or intentionally? No, I don't. I think it's a me thing. I think like once I started opening up to people about that insecurity or just like not feeling good about it, what I found was that other people feel the same way. They've experienced situations like that before too where they felt left out. It was interesting because I remember there was a time maybe after high school. So in high school, I had a group of friends. It was four of us and this was the Facebook era. So every time we did something, we would take photos and upload it into the album on Facebook. And I remember remember like a year or two after high school I had other friends who reached out to me and they said like I really wish I had a group of friends like you do I only have one-on-one friendships and I don't really have a group where I can do all these things with or like go to events with and share these memories I remember thinking at the time my group of friends were not perfect we aren't as close as what Facebook and these pictures made it seem. I'm not mm-hmm. saying that we aren't close because mm-hmm. we are, but it's not as perfect or shiny as what other people are sharing with me. Like, oh my God, I wish I had that. There's like drama within groups and things like that too, right? And again, not dissing my friend group, but it, it was just more so like this eye-opening moment of what you see is not always what is reality. And it goes both ways. I felt that with other people and other people felt that with me. In these moments, it's when you share that 
I wish or like that vulnerability piece of it, it's responding back with the truth. Like, hey, I feel that way too. Or like, hey, it's not as perfect as it seems. We have problems too. And sometimes I wish I had one-on-one relationships that are a certain way, blah, 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 whatever it might be. It does just go back to when you have these more honest conversations in real life, that helps you feel more connected to someone outside of your phone, like outside Mm -hmm. of what you see. And that's very important to have real physical friendships. Yeah. Even, you know, like asking my friend, hey, how was your Valentine's Day? And then her letting me know her reality. Yeah, it started off great. And then we got in a huge fight. And I just didn't post the fight. Like I just posted the beginning half of it. They tell you the truth. You know, they Mm -hmm. tell you the reality. And you're like, oh, this is what's actually happening. Oh, like you're actually going through such a hard time. And if I just reached out, I would have known if I connected sooner I would have known but you have to like do that so I know that like up until this point when we've been talking about FOMO it has a lot more to do with friendships and seeing what your friends or people online are up to and it's been more focused on like the connection relationship aspect of it but I do think that FOMO can come in other categories in your life as well whether it's career or like accomplishments like comparing things like that comparing milestones for example when you experience FOMO now what are some of the things that come to mind and how do you handle those thoughts as you start feeling those icky feelings I've learned to manage a lot of the friends FOMO because I'm just so much more clear about the things that I want and don't want in my life like if your values are set it's a very easy yes and a very easy no so I think friendships wise it's managed pretty well but on social media like so when when on social media when I see my friends you know doing things and they're successful and like you know living their life I'm just happy for them but it's like now there's this other side and other world as you said about like careers and achievements and all of that and I think that's where I spend most of my FOMO time of let's say if my friends Mm -hmm. who are also creators gets invited to a brand event or they're like traveling to places or sometimes brands would have different time slots for different creators so for example they'll do a cocktail hour and then followed by a dinner but depending on who you are they'll either invite you to one or the other and there's one time I was invited to the cocktail hour knowing that like my friend and other creators were invited to the dinner and so you start thinking about like oh well I'll just go F myself (laughs) or you know like wow like you know was I not this enough or was I not that enough and granted this whole time I literally came home with a couple thousand dollars worth of products from like a very nice brand and I was sulking there and I caught myself I was like you are so ungrateful and I'm like (laughs) yeah I am and I think it's like in those moments when you're able to catch yourself and think of like two years ago five years ago how would I feel if I even got acknowledged or like invited to these events and so I think like that gave me the perspective but because we're still human and we have feelings I couldn't help but feel the way that I felt I also knew that now where I am that like feelings are valid and there are also signals and signs and hints to show you like hey maybe you're attached to this or maybe this image or maybe like 
whatever, right? Or hey, maybe you're feeling jealous and like, where is this jealousy coming from? Isn't even like worth being jealous over. And I think this Mm -hmm. is something that I worked a lot throughout the years in terms of my friends and like learning to really be happy for my friends. That was something that honestly, like I didn't know how to do that until late 20s. Before it would just Mm -hmm. be like, oh, it's not even that good. Or like, okay, sure, but like, you know, you're not that great of a person. Like, it's all internal, right? And I think it may have been internalized, like an Asian mother's voice of you can always do better, but like not knowing that there's like maybe hints of jealousy there. Like, how come they can have this? And like, why don't I have it? This is like a very specific example, but like, I think it's very easy to go on social media to see what other people are doing, to see their milestones, to see their career development, to see you know, especially within like the creator space to see like who's working with what brands and all of that because it's so external. Kind of going back to my like more woo-woo abstract everything is empty perspective, um, it really does help me reframe everything when I really sit down and remind myself why I'm here and why am I doing what I'm doing. It's like everything that comes with it, monetarily, sponsorships, whatever, it's a bonus. And if I think about it in this way, I'm coming from a place of gratitude and humble where it's like everything is a gift and everything is an added surprise rather than Mm -hmm. entitlement and I deserve this or how come Mm -hmm. I wasn't invited or whatever. I really love that and I really appreciate that because I think like what I heard from all of that is you take a moment to acknowledge your jealousy or like maybe even just feelings that you kind of feel ashamed of like why am I even feeling this way instead of putting that down you're at a place now where you can just acknowledge it and be like okay great I feel a little bit jealous right now right and then let's take a step further and how do I reground myself in all of this I'm not feeling the best but what can I think about what can I reflect on what can I be grateful for you know, looking back at the last few years, what would young Ro say to current Ro? Like, she'd be so shocked, you know, that that you're doing YouTube for a living. Like, that's crazy, right? But I think that's really awesome because at the end of the day, it's like these feelings where you don't feel that great, you spiral or you're comparing yourself. It actually gives you an opportunity to get to know yourself a little bit better and to have that moment of reflection. Sometimes Mm -hmm. it does take feeling not good about something for the hundredth time to then take action and solve that or like come up with a solution for yourself. And that's okay. And I think that's also what we both shared with things have just changed over time and like You know, even just for you, you have a different perspective on friends' accomplishments now and you're able to celebrate them and feel um, happy for them when these things happen. And that was not always the case, but it takes time. It takes like self-discovery and understanding to get to that point. Yeah, I think like one thing you just mentioned about how sometimes you just need to experience something a hundred times to learn or to realize something. And I think tying that back to FOMO too is going back to the example, your friends all go clubbing, you weren't invited and you're sitting at home feeling bad about yourself. But maybe you forgot that every time you go out, you question why you're there and I think it's like in those moments where like you really ask like you just be really honest with yourself of like do I 
really even want to be there yeah sometimes it's like you really don't want to but you need to go out and go clubbing a hundred times to and like hate yourself for it every morning after to be like okay this is actually something i don't want to do going back to the comparing yourself example to other people's accomplishments something you said made me think of this where as humans if you never take the time to figure out who you are and what you want out of life nothing will ever be enough you will always want more it is human nature to want more so at any given point in your life there's always going to be someone you can compare yourself to someone who's prettier someone who's wealthier someone who's more successful in your eyes someone who's like it just it never ends and so i think a lot of what can help us with fomo to turn it into jomo which is the joy of missing (laughs) out is really like we say this all the time but like really getting in touch with yourself and the things that you really truly care about as an individual not as like a friend in this friend group you know or anything Mm -hmm. else Mm -hmm. and once you're crystal clear about that you may realize oh wow these group of friends that I've been shedding so many tears over or I've been beating myself over for not being invited our values actually aren't that aligned maybe like we're not meant to be friends or you realize that like you actually really love them and you want to put in more effort so i think with either with any of these scenarios it's just like the core of it is like really figuring out who you are and what you want i completely agree and resonate with that it just takes time when you're on social media what do you usually compare yourself to like is it milestones and engagement and babies is it career is it looks i really don't know like i think it could be a combination of all the above i think this goes back to how unaware i am now of what social media does to me like i know that it's not great and I think that's why it's even more dangerous that I don't know what it is that impacts me in this way because then anything and everything depending on the day could then change your mood right like let's say today you're feeling a little insecure about your job and then you see something and then you're like affected by it or maybe today you woke up feeling a little bit more bloated than usual you go on instagram and you see someone super fit or like they've been on this regimen for like 30 days and you're like what am i doing with my life i think that's what makes it even harder when you aren't grounded in these things in your life i think a great example of a time that i have been grounded is that taking time to do voice hugs was a decision i I i've I've shared this before while my friends are getting promoted and you know moving up to director roles or partner roles in the corporate world i'm like not looking to promote at work and i'm just looking to enjoy a work-life balance in my early 30s and that's not a decision that everyone would make in their early 30s But that's something that I'm like okay with and I am happy about. And so when I do see these things, I'm not as affected as I used to be. So the more time that I've spent reflecting on what I really want, how I really want to spend my time, that's okay. If I don't go out on a Friday night like I used to, 
I end up spending Friday night with Charlie. And that's time that I am happy to do, you know? I'm like happy to sit on the couch and just be with Charlie. The 50% of your care team. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Take time to think about what you want. Mm -hmm. And the more time you focus on those things, I truly think that you will feel less FOMO because you won't be as easily swayed or pulled in a direction. Last question. What are some actionable steps you and I are going to take about our 10 plus hour of Instagram time? I think I need to delete the app (laughs) for like, I just need to get it off my phone for a bit. Not Viv being extreme right away. I know. It's hard to change. (laughs) Yeah, maybe initially I'll delete the app and then get it back again. I've never tried those like time limit applications where you put like a one hour slot for that. That actually might be very helpful. Yeah, I think I should do that. There should only be like a 30 minute or at a like five minute at a time. I don't even know what I do on Instagram. Like what am I even looking at? I don't know. (laughs) What should we do? (laughs) I think we need to do something. Like we should keep each other accountable. Okay. In a month, we should at least half it to five hours a week. So that's about like 45 minutes a day. Okay, one hour a day. Okay, max. That's already seven hours. Maybe 30 minutes a day. Okay, maybe no Instagram on the weekends. (laughs) (laughs) We're both like bartering. Look at two addicts just being like, let us just have it. Well, I'm about to be on vacation. Yeah, well, (laughs) if anyone has any suggestions, please let us know because we clearly need help. And yeah, if you're on vacation, just enjoy it. But also maybe it's a good time to not be as active so that you can be more present but like whatever i don't know i'm conflicted send tips our way if you have any that have been working for you you can dm us at voice hugs podcast or shoot us an email hello at voice truly would love to hear and if we do implement these things we will report back yes at the end of the month I mean, it's for sure. It needs to have. It needs to at least go down to like five hours a week. (laughs) We can't live like this, Bib. Oh, the shame. And watch. I think we'll feel so much better after. I think so, too. I mean, I know for sure I will. So anyways, thank you, everyone, for tuning in. We hope you have a great day wherever you are in the world. Sending everyone lots of voice hugs. Voice hugs.